Welcome, my name is Mason and this is Mace on the Bad Batch episode 9 titled Bounty Lost. And this episode picks up right after the previous episode Reunion where we see that Omega has fallen into the hands of bounty hunter Cad Bane uh, who is uh, trying to bring her back to the Kaminoans and so we see the Bad Batch um, on a rescue mission trying to get Omega out of his hands um, in this episode. So it is a very action-heavy episode, very exciting episode, another episode that uh, takes us to a new location in this universe uh, filled with, again, beautiful animation um, in this world. And yeah, I, I, can't, I can't talk about this episode very much without spoiling anything. Uh, so I will just say that I enjoyed it very much. Uh, it is, again, another outstanding episode. I think that this series, ever since um, the previous couple episodes, really has been building and building and building um, and getting more exciting week to week. And this week does pack with it uh, a couple more reveals, a couple more interesting pieces of information uh, about Omega. We're getting a little bit more uh, into the story of who she is and what makes her special. Uh, so we're getting some answers to that question, although uh, I still have some questions based on those answers. So uh, questions leading to answers, leading to more questions. It's wonderful. So um, that's that's uh, gonna be the end of my non-spoiler thoughts on this episode. I'm gonna head into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen the episode yet, uh, check it out and you can come back uh, for the rest of this episode. So getting into it. Uh, in this episode, as it opens, obviously we see that the Bad Batch are being pursued by Crosshair uh, and have to, you know, they they want to pursue Cad Bane, but their immediate need is to get away from Crosshair because if Crosshair shoots them out of the sky, then they're never going to be able to rescue Omega. But if they get out of the situation, they can regroup, get information, and try to find Cad Bane and where he's taken her. So... I think a great opening to this episode that kind of, you know, we deal with the crosshair, uh, we deal with the Bad Batch getting free from him, and then we have space now um, to explore Omega's journey in this episode of she's in captivity, uh, she needs to use all of her skills and intelligence um, to manipulate the situation and try to get back into communication with the Bad Batch so that they can come uh, and pick her up. Uh, in this episode, we also go back to Kamino, uh, and we see that there is a bit of a difference in goals uh, between um, Lama Su and Nala Se. Uh, we see that Lama Su really just cares about the genetic material, and so he's sending Cad Bane uh, to bring Omega back to get the genetic material but then they don't really care what happens to Omega after that. However, Nala Se um, has, seems to have much more of a bond with Omega. I'm assuming that uh, Nala Se was essentially responsible for raising Omega specifically. So uh, I think that there is a, a depth to their relationship where she doesn't see Omega as just another clone. Uh, she maybe even views Omega as a daughter. So I think there's a depth to that relationship that we're starting to see um, and a difference in goals. So, you know, I guessed last week that the Bad Batch would link up with Fennec Shand 
in order to kind of take on Cad Bane, uh, or if Omega got to Kamino, try and get get Omega from Kamino. But it turns out that I was I was half right in that we would see Fennec Shand again. Uh, but it turns out that Nala Say actually brings Fennec Shand back into the situation once she understands that um, Lama Su uh, just wants to dispose of Omega once once they're done with her material. So. Um, yeah, it was very interesting conflict there on Kamino. So we've got, you know, we've basically got the Empire and the Kaminoans with their different agendas. But now we also see that within the Kaminoans, we've got different agendas between Lamasu and Nalase. So, uh, yeah, it's really, really interesting to see that, that they're not on the same page. Uh, so there's like divisions within divisions, uh, which I think makes for really interesting storytelling. Um, so it was great. I love just the excitement of the showdown in this episode between Fennec Shand and Cad Bane. That's such a great, such a great matchup because, you know, we know that later on in her journey, Fennec Shand um, is a sharpshooter. She's not to be messed with, but this is a younger Fennec Shand. And so her skills are not as developed as they are when we see her um, in The Mandalorian. So, uh, and Cad Bane points it out, like, you are not you are not at the level you need to be at to take on someone like me. So I love the uh, the confidence, the seasoned kind of veteran that Cad Bane is in the bounty hunting world and the young up-and-comer that we see in Fennec Shand. Uh, I, I like that dynamic as well. Again, more really interesting storytelling. Um, and it was great to see them face off um, on this planet. I think it was in the Lido system is where this planet is. It reminded me a lot of Cloud City, uh, that we saw in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, it reminded me a lot of that, but I don't think it's the same place. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that was my understanding. That this is a different place, but very similar aesthetically. And I, again, this is another, like I said, I pointed out at the beginning of this podcast that the animation in this episode, some of the, the views of this, this planet, this system, uh, just, just incredible. Like it really... I was talking in another podcast when I did my review of Luca. I mentioned the uniqueness of the anima- animation that's kind of a blend between almost computer generated and stop motion and again bringing vibes of Studio Ghibli and the the animation of uh Hayao Miyazaki and I really thought that, you know, talking about the films of Studio Ghibli, they made their first uh, they kind of dipped their toe into the waters of computer animation with their most recent release, which was not received well because of the kind of stiffness and constraints of the animation uh, that didn't lend itself well to the typical aesthetic that we see in Studio Ghibli, that beautiful hand-drawn animation um, that we're used to seeing. And I thought, you know, if they did something that was similar to Luca, they might have had a much more successful product. But I really think that you know, Ghibli should be, um, you know, should really be studying this this um, Bad Batch animated series for what's possible in the realm of computer animation, uh, because it's just stunning. I really think that uh, it would be to take this level of animation and apply it to something like Studio Ghibli. I think would be a beautiful way to bring Studio Ghibli into computer animation in a way that they weren't able to achieve before. Uh, but anyway, that's my non-Star Wars-related rant on computer animation and Studio Ghibli. Check out my uh, journey through Ghibli. I got some stuff to say there. But um, 
Yeah, I, I think that, again, another just stunning world design that they've done with the animation here. Uh, just beautiful to look at. And it really created an interesting battleground where, you know, this is an out-of-use facility. It's broken down. You know, we see that the clouds are coming in through the windows uh, of this building. Uh, so we get kind of this foggy interior that lends the kind of intensity that you would have if there were something like smoke grenades or things like that. Uh, you get this really cool uh, setting for this battle. And yeah, I just thought that that was a really great, a really high point of this episode was another great use of the world. Uh, they really, they don't just think about the battle, but they really think of the area surrounding the battle and how do we make a visually interesting action sequence. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that that was really cool. And, you know, earlier on in this episode, going back towards the beginning, um, I think that Toto is, is, is easily one of my favorite droids. Uh, I can't, honestly, to be honest, I can't remember if in the Clone Wars Toto was with Cad Bane. I really, I remember Cad Bane very distinctly from the Clone Wars series, but I don't remember Toto um, that well. So I, I would need to look in to see if he's a, a new companion to Cad Bane or if he's been there for from the beginning. I, I honestly can't remember, but I love the personality of Toto in this episode, especially the moment when Cad Bane comes down <laughs> and Toto is coming back to um, Cognizance and um, he, he like <laughs> realizes that Omega's gone. He's like, oh, no, <laughs> just like his super comedic reaction uh, to realizing that Omega's gone missing was just so perfect in that voice work. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. And the personality of Toto really is like, to me, kind of brought that somewhere between a K2SO and a C3PO is where I find Toto, uh, but a much smaller version, but has like that, that um, I don't know, that like aggressive personality, like the, the dry wit and sarcasm uh, of something like a K2SO, but the, I don't know, there, there's also a little bit of C-3PO in there. So I really like the voice work for Toto. Um, I like the humor that they were able to do with him. I thought that was really great. Um, but but the big reveal of this episode that we get into uh, is that we see amongst the Bad Batch, they're trying to figure out why Omega is so important to the Kaminoans. And that really has been the question on our minds uh, because we, we've heard them talking about her being an experiment and she's valuable uh, for what whatever they've done with her makes her valuable to the future of their potential with clone armies and things like that. So what exactly makes Omega so special? And we find out in this episode that apparently Tech has done some scans on her um, and her DNA and it was able to determine that she is a pure genetic clone of Jango Fett, and they assume that Boba Fett, having disappeared at the beginning of the war, is no longer around. Uh, so she is the purest genetic replica of Jango Fett that is in possession or was in possession of the Kaminoans. Uh, so with, you know, they've mentioned that the DNA, the original genetic material of Jango Fett has degraded to a point where it's no longer be going to be use, usable to create future clones. 
Um, and so to be able to get fresh genetic material as a kind of first generation pure genetic replication of Django Fett, uh, she has genetic material that would be valuable to them. Obviously, so would Boba, uh, but they've kind of counted him as missing. Um, so apparently Boba basically kind of has a sister, I guess is the way that we could look at it, as they are both uh, genetic, pure genetic uh, replications of Jango Fett. But I guess the experiment that was done was to see if they could produce a female uh, replicant of Jango Fett, I guess would be the experiment that they did. Um, you know, which to me initially was not super satisfying. Like, okay, so uh, the reveal is that she's a pure... Uh, a pure genetic replication of Django Fett, but female. And I was like, meh. I, I would. I was kind of, you know, everything led us to thinking either force sensitive or enhanced in the way that the Bad Batch are. Um, but really, the experiment, I guess, was to see if they could make a female clone. Uh, I'm assuming. So uh, until they reveal something else, I was. I was like, I don't know if that was, you know the biggest possible reveal. I guess I was expecting something different. So at first it didn't sit with me well, but I think that leads to some really exciting possibilities. Obviously her, we thought that Boba Fett was the only unaltered clone that was produced from Jango Fett. Uh, but it turns out that they made another kind of, I mean, altered um, in terms of gender, but other than that, a pure replication. So it'll be interesting, you know, Knowing the pieces that we have, we have Fennec Shand, who later links up with Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. But at some point, does Boba become aware that he has a quote-unquote sister uh, in Omega? And will he become a part of this equation? You know, I guess last week because... Cad Bane essentially trains Boba Fett, and Cad Bane himself was trained by Jango Fett. Um, so I assume that maybe Boba Fett would come back into this story uh, in some way. So I'm wondering if, you know, Omega, because she's not altered, because her aging is not accelerated, I think for sure there's a possibility that if she's still around in the time of the Mandalorian, I think we could have a family affair uh, in the Mandalorian, and by family affair, I just mean like not not a literal affair, but like a a, a family reunion, uh, a family dynasty potentially uh, between Omega and Boba. Uh, there could be a great team up there. So I think you know the door's wide open for us to see a live action Omega somewhere down the road, because I don't see them like I don't see them offing Omega in this series. I think the rest of the Bad Batch fair game. Um, but I think Omega lives past this uh, and, and has been hiding somewhere during the events of the original trilogy, but could very much come back into the fold, um, you know, because Fennec knows about Omega. Uh, so she's kind of the bridge between Omega and Boba at the moment. Um, so it'd be really, really interesting to see where all of that goes. The other interesting thing uh, was that we see that Cad Bane has a metal plate on his head which I'm assuming uh, he took a blaster bolt to the head at some point in some conflict. Uh, so I'm just wondering, you know, there was, 
an unproduced uh, storyline in the Clone Wars where um, I guess I'm going to give a spoiler warning. Um, if you don't want to know a potential storyline that they might do in the Bad Batch, uh, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, but I'm going to I'm just going to talk about it really quick for like a minute. Um, but there's an unproduced storyline where um, Boba Fett and Cad Bane come into conflict and Cad Bane is the one who puts that dent in Boba Fett's armor um, in the middle of that conflict. And I'm wondering if that conflict has already happened, uh, if we're going to flash back to that or if, some, if they're going to talk about it in some way. But I wonder if they traded shots and Boba Fett took a piece of Cad Bane and Cad Bane put a dent in that, in that helmet uh, of Boba Fett. So I wonder if we're going to either flash back to that. I just think that we are going to see Boba at some point in the series. I think we got to come back to him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, because at the end of this episode, Omega is back with the Bad Batch. Um, and we get this promise from Hunter. And whenever there's a promise, you know the promise is going to be broken because he says, you are never going back to Camino. I promise we won't let anything happen to you. And you know that as soon as that promise is made, that that promise is going to be broken, uh, that something is going to happen. Omega will end up back on Camino because uh, we have we still have Cad Bane after them. We've got Crosshair after them, and so there's still a lot of danger surrounding the Bad Batch. And I don't know where we go next. I think we go back to Sid in the next episode. I'm assuming. Um, I thought that's one thing that surprised me is I thought this was going to be dragged out a little bit. I didn't expect Omega to be back with the Bad Batch one episode later. I thought that the Bad Batch would go back to Sid and then go on a journey of finding Cad Bane, but it's all kind of wrapped up in this episode. The other thing is Fennec Shand basically completes her mission just by keeping Omega out of Lama Su's hands. So she's no longer pursuing Omega, um, but she's basically on call. Uh, if they need her. And then Cad Bane, basically, uh, bounty not complete. Uh, so I think, you know, I think there's still potential for a Bad Batch Fennec Shand team up against a Cad Bane and potential Crosshair team up. Uh, or But just the, the potential conflict between the Bad Batch, Cad Bane, Crosshair, Fennec Shand, like there are so many awesome characters. And Sid. Sid is also amazing. I think we're going to see her in action as well. So Sid, Bad Batch, Crosshair, Fennec Shand, Cad Bane, potential Boba Fett. Um, I, I think that this series is just going to get more and more exciting as we, as we start to wrap this thing up. But uh, I think I've hit on everything uh, from the opening uh, to... Uh, Omega in captivity using her wits, um, Toto being hilarious, um, and, you know, Cad Bane. Uh, I, love, I love the way that uh, Omega talks about how friends should treat people, and Toto's like, his treatment of me has been perfectly adequate most of the time. <laughs> it's like, uh, I just love that. Like, obviously, Cad Bane's not the warmest, uh, most caring person, so I'm sure that Toto doesn't feel, doesn't really feel the love uh, so, so much. 
Um, but yeah, I think that that was a great uh, Toto and Omega dynamic. Um, and then the, the battle is awesome. Uh, the setting is great. And then the reveals about the genetic material making Omega valuable uh, to the Kaminoans. I guess uh, they just want a stronger material to create more clones with. But I guess if you were going to create more clones and enhance them in some way, you would need a pure, you would need a pure, more pure sample, pure, more pure sample um, to create anything that you would be able to modify in any way. So they need that material. Uh, so this conflict is by no means over. Uh, and I'm interested to see where Crosshair lands after taking his damage. Uh, so there's a lot of great story potential coming up. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, that's it for my thoughts on this episode. Um, if you think I missed something or if you have any other thoughts or theories, would love to hear them. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MaceOnMovies. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a comment or subscribe or share it with friends and family or on social media. Um, and check out the rest of the podcast feed. There might be some other stuff you're interested in. Uh, doing Loki reviews, Journey Through Studio Ghibli, DC Animated Movie Universe, lots of stuff. Check it out. Uh, but until next time, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're taking care of yourself physically and mentally. And I hope that we all remember to always be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.